When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. As you may know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental health, especially anxiety, also happens to be one of the most requested topics from our listeners. So we'll be talking about mental well-being all month. We got it started last week by re-exploring the most common types of anxiety. This week, we're re-exploring a few of the most prominent methods for healing. We got it started Monday with developing a connection with our inner child. Tuesday, we looked into the trauma brain with awareness. Wednesday, we dug in on adaptogens. Yesterday, we talked about safe spaces and safe people. And today, we're talking about releasing trauma physically. In order to understand how to release trauma from our body, we first need to understand where it's stored or potentially accept that it's stored in our bodies at all. Stephanie Echelkamp of Mind Body Green puts it fantastically. Scientists now have more evidence than ever revealing the intimate intertwined relationship between the mind and body. We see this with gut health's influence over our mental health, but we also see it with the very real physical manifestations of psychological stress and trauma on the body. Tension, heart palpitations, trembling, pain, particularly trauma that hasn't been fully processed or even acknowledged by the person who experienced it. Perhaps the most extreme example of how trauma may affect the body, according to research by Kelly Turner, PhD, terminally ill cancer patients who've experienced unexpected remission, beating their disease against all odds, often cite releasing emotional stress or trauma as one of the key factors in their healing. It's incredible how far we've come in our understanding of trauma, anxiety, and their impact on our bodies. It's no surprise when you consider the fact that as our minds continue to convince our bodies that we're in danger, our bodies are constantly engaging in responses like fight or flight, and our systems are absolutely inundated by stress hormones, which in abundance alter our natural functions in not so beneficial ways. Dr. Shaley Jane, Clinical Associate Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Stanford University, explains this in a bit more detail. She suggests that we consider PTSD, which brings disruption to hormone secretion, neurochemistry, and immune system functioning, all of which contribute to diseased cells, organs, and other bodily symptoms. And chromosomal studies have shown that PTSD patients have shorter telomeres, the segments on the ends of chromosomes that are a measure of cellular age, than their healthy counterparts do. Up to 35% of chronic pain patients also have PTSD, and there is an even higher overlap between fibromyalgia and PTSD. The deeper we dig into the mind-body connection, the more we begin to understand how intrinsically linked they are. It just goes to show how powerful our minds are and how important mental well-being is for our health across the board. So, 
given that trauma can be stored in our bodies and impact us in such a negative way, surely there must be physical responses that help us shake it off. Shaking it off is actually one of our body's natural ways of shedding stress. And by the way, you see animals do it all the time. Echelkamp goes on to ask a poignant question. What's the actual deal when you burst into tears during a massage, an acupuncture session, or in yoga mid-downward dog? And are these or similar practices actually releasing stuck trauma from the body or perhaps helping you get to a place where you can more readily process it and heal both emotionally and physically? Jill Blakeway, author of Energy Medicine says, when I'm doing acupuncture, I'll often pop a needle in a patient and they start to sob. They invariably say, I have no idea why I'm crying. I don't know what's wrong with me. And it leads me to believe that I've moved an area of stuckness that contains memory. And that would be very consistent with Chinese medicine, where we say that repressed emotions, things that we can't deal with, become stuck qi. Or put another way, that emotional trauma creates dense, energetic forms in our body. And then because it's uncomfortable, we just don't go there. Those become areas of stuckness and tightness. She goes on to explain that acupuncture is also helping the patient modulate between the sympathetic fight or flight and parasympathetic rest and digest nervous systems and bringing them into homeostasis. For some patients, this improved flow and balance simply brings a feeling of relief and lightness. For others, she believes it may help draw someone's attention to certain suppressed or repressed experiences that need attention. Often patients on the table then start to have memories of things that they haven't really thought about lately, not necessarily repressed, but potentially suppressed. By the way, Blakeway doesn't believe acupuncture is a cure for trauma. For patients with a trauma history or who experience a resurfacing of traumatic memories during a session, she always refers them to a therapist. But she does believe combining more traditional trauma-focused therapies with something like acupuncture or massage could be more effective than psychotherapy alone. I have no doubt the further down this road we go, the more we'll realize how perfectly sensible it all is. Besides acupuncture and massage, a few other forms of physical activity that may assist in the shedding of stored trauma are intense workout sessions, walking, sound therapy, tapping, yoga, dancing, somatic therapy, and breath work. By the way, I've tried more than a few of those, and I have to admit, they're incredibly cathartic. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. We'll be back again next week. We're spending the last two weeks of Mental Health Awareness Month talking specific ways to take action in our journey toward well-being. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.